I V M. Hey guys, IVM podcast is turning seven. Can you believe it? It's been an awesome journey for me specifically. I was a guest on Karthik Nagarajan's podcast, Filter Coffee, to start off proceedings. Then, you know, I started doing my own podcast, which was called The Traveling Professor's Diary, and then it's transformed into Smarter with Sid. I've done about more than two hundred and twenty odd episodes along with IVM, and it's been such an awesome journey for me with these wonderful folks. I can't wait to see what the next seven years brings for all of us. Here's your smart fact of the day. Simon Lavaev has been thrust into the spotlight in recent weeks after the release of the documentary The Tinder Swindler on Netflix. The show showed three women telling their stories of how he stole hundreds of thousands of dollars from them by tricking them into a romance scam. This documentary just aired very recently followed some of his victims as they spoke of how they met him on Tinder and how they became convinced he was genuinely in love with them. Lavier also convinced women that he was a wealthy man taking them on private jets and lavishing expensive gifts and trips on them. My god, if you have not seen the documentary, stop this podcast and see the documentary now. On the other hand, maybe don't just listen to the lesson that we get from the Tinder swindler. Let's go. I don't know if you've heard of the good old Nigerian scam wherein people write mails to you saying you need to deposit your money somewhere or they want to deposit some money to your account so they need your bank details and stuff like that and to be honest I never thought that anybody would fall for something like this but apparently they do. This was started off in Nigeria I believe and it became famously known as the Nigerian scam and I thought wow there must be a sucker born every minute you know a sucker born every minute till I realized how easy it is to get duped you read these reports you read people being duped out of their hard earned money and maybe even their love or maybe even their feelings or their you know inclinations or whatever towards having a relationship and you see a lot of that in the tinder swindler for people who have not seen it well it's not too much of a uh, spoiler alert but essentially this con man who keeps going from place to place keeps getting into a situation or uh, wherein he befriends women makes them fall in love with him using tinder mind you using tinder creating the right kind of profile creating the right kind of messaging creating the right kind of content for them meeting them in real life and then feeding them a drama that they fall hook line and sinker into and then the the trap is laid the money is taken from the woman and then the the swindler just leaves and this documentary kind of exposes the tinder swindler to high heavens and it's quite an interesting documentary maybe it could have been made more polished and and all of that but netflix documentaries are are a bit weird you know they're kind of hyped up and sometimes they just present a particular point of view i mean i don't know what this guy the tinder swindler Simon Leviev's real life story is maybe he has a different story that is part of the equation and having read some reports on the internet it does come across is that he you know he says that he's misrepresented but which con man says that he is represented well <laughs> but having said this you know and just going beyond this documentary is there a lesson that we can take from the tinder swindler 
So what's most alarming about this is that you can certainly use Tinder to make sure that your uh, Clark Kent becomes Superman. You're showcased in the best possible light in order to get into a date for whatever the thing is, whether it's a, you know, just a hookup or something that is more serious. But the weird bit is that you can game people through Tinder. You can showcase your profile, you can showcase content. And even the women in the documentary knew how to use Tinder really well. And I'm suspecting that people who are uh, not digital migrants, but digital natives are able to use Tinder way better than migrants. Yeah. But the fact is that all of us seem to be getting more and more adept at using a lot of digital devices, including dating devices like Tinder, but, you know, even stuff like WhatsApp or Google Maps. But at the same time, we seem to be losing touch with the physical world. And I construe a danger in that. And this is really funny coming from a digital guy like me. But the moment you look at, say, for example, Google Maps, right? You look at a Google Maps and you start using a Google Map completely for the directions going from place A to B. It's quite likely that you don't even look ahead out of the window or anything of that sort, especially when you're driving or when you're kind of sitting at the back of an Uber. Even the Uber guy is just being blindly, you know, following the instructions that are that is coming from the map system that he has. And then you realize, oh my God, if the map thing or the instructions thing didn't exist, would we be handicapped in finding those directions in the real world? And it's it's something, something else, to be honest, because I, what I've noticed is that you just try asking for directions or just looking at directions in the real world and you'll find that it's a, it's a messy affair. You have to ask somebody, you have to get over your awkwardness, you have to, you know, uh, find the right directions. There are some people who give the wrong directions, etc. And you have to negotiate your way out of quite a minefield before you get to, to the place that you want to be. Same goes with, you know, the dating scenario. Earlier, if you had to go out into a, a restaurant or a bar and meet up people, uh, attractive people that, that you want to meet, whether it's of the same sex or the opposite sex, I don't want to get into that. But eventually you are putting yourself out there. You're taking the first awkward steps. You know, you're saying a hello. It's tentative. You're kind of awkwardly going through the whole thing. You may get shut down. You may uh, succeed, whatever it may be. But there is a certain wealth of knowledge that goes in the awkward nature of these conversations, which is completely missing on, say, Tinder. Because on Tinder, you can game the algorithm. In real life, it is very difficult to game the algorithm. You have to go through the awkwardness. And that awkwardness typically would make you a slightly more polished version of yourself, a slightly more a sincere version of yourself, hopefully, slightly more uh, effective version of yourself, which I think we tend to miss out on. So if I look at all of these, whether it's your smartphone taking away, you know, your memory of numbers, sometimes that's good. But if you lose your smartphone, it's more, you know, uh, it's more horrible for a lot of people than losing their limb. You have Tinder, which is kind of giving you dates through an algorithm. You have your Google Maps, which makes sure that you don't look at the sunshine outside or the directions outside, or you uh, don't even go to a bar and, and chat up with a perfect stranger, try to figure out how things are going to go. We seem to be moving away from a lot of the physical world into the digital space. And there are dangers of getting into the digital space because the digital space is driven by algorithms that can be gamed, that can be hooked, or that can be completely made into a con game. 
on the other hand these dangers are not not there in the physical world but the moment we are away from the physical world we will also lose our ability to suss out danger in the physical world the war on ukraine has come uh, from russia's side has come across as a very timely reminder of people suddenly facing the stark realities of war it is not a social media game it is suddenly a war wherein your building might be bombed and completely destroyed and obliterated and you have to face a very different kind of reality which is not really there when you are play, playing a game maybe or, or on on your favorite platform and it is this world that we are living in this world is one of transition wherein we are certainly moving from the physical world to the digital world but again the physical world exists and we need to have a certain set of skills for both of these worlds and sometimes we tend to actually neglect one over the other what i have found very useful is the ability to meditate and the ability to actually physically exercise because that grounds me in the physical world and for somebody who is like a professor with his air head in the clouds all the time i think it is extremely useful to ground yourself in physical reality for me and i, I suspect it might be true for you as well that doesn't mean that you don't learn up on the latest things on the digital realm and become well versed and it is just our fate that we have to learn two different sets of skills but mind you let us not forget that one set of skills does not replace the other a tinder connect is not the real life awkward conversation that you have in a bar or a restaurant with a complete stranger you can sense the emotions you can sense the danger your your primordial stuff is completely you know on alert i hope you like this thought provoking you know deep dive into the tinder swindler it's more than the tinder swindler it's about our you know appetite for digital and how it might be dulling our appetite for the physical world and how do you actually move across both worlds because we seem to be in a world of transit if you like this episode please subscribe to this podcast and just put a like over there and if you like uh, you know what we've said right now there are many more podcasts like these on ibm just go and check them out and if you like me i'm the traveling professor and i'm not on tinder but certainly on linkedin and on instagram connect with me there